Brilliant. Uh, well, I'm going to hand over to Gordon now. Um, and uh, we, he doesn't need any introduction, but he's my friend. He's Gordon and uh, has been uh, functioning really as a prophet amongst us for some time. Um, I, and I, I kind of, um, you know, almost every big moment in my life, um, there's, been a, there's been a word of confirmation from Gordon. <laughs> and I, I remember um, when God spoke to us about, I used to be a builder, um, and God, God spoke to me about stepping out, getting rid of my business, um, and serving him full time. Uh, we had no income, we had no, all, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, Gordon just casually walked into a meeting and said, Jim, I just feel God's calling you to step out in faith, to be like George Muller. And uh, if you don't know George Muller, he stepped out in faith a lot. Uh, and uh, it, really, it really confirmed uh, what God had already spoken to me. So uh, that's what he does. So he's going to tell us how to do it. Is that right? Yep. Great. Gordon, let's welcome him. <laughs> I need a prop. I need a couple of chairs. Is that right, Daniel? Could you just bring me a couple of chairs that, that we're going to use them a bit in a bit? Don't worry, they're not. Yeah, I'll do them. That's fine, just like that. Okay, we'll do those in a Thanks, Daniel. Well, it's quite a quiet service this morning, isn't it, in here? We've just been had a week at Encounter Camp and seen the power of God just coming, and it's been cool, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, um, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, I feel a bit disappointed this morning, there's hardly anyone here, whatever. Because when you share something, you do have emotions and feelings, you don't just do it into this vacuum. And you know, I was sitting there thinking, there's not many people here, maybe it's because they all knew I was coming. And, except, we were, except I was doing the 9.15 and a different talk and they all packed into that, so maybe they were more interested in that one. But anyway, so I just... I was just sitting there thinking, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do this a little bit differently to what I, I, I prepped. Because th- there's an advantage sometimes to there have been less people. You can do more stuff. Yeah? So, I, you know, normally when, you get, when pe- preachers give a talk, they give this talk, build it all up, and then they do some kind of, what they call it an appeal, you know, try and get a response from people at the end. Yeah? You, you, you're familiar with that, everybody? Well, I thought I'm going to start doing, doing that at the beginning. So I just want to ask, is anybody here really eager to use the gift of prophecy and not using it that often? Is anybody here eager for that? Yep. Anybody here really desire to hear God really accurately? Yeah? Cool. Then it's anybody who hears God really accurately desire to hear that for other people. Yeah? And anybody who eagerly desires to hear God accurately would like to be able to share it effectively with other people so their lives could be changed. Yeah? (laughs) So therefore you eagerly desire to prophesy. So... Anybody who put their hand up to any of those things, I'm not going to call anyone forward, but I'd just like you to stand up because I'm just going to pray over this congregation. Yeah? So when I pray right now, the Holy Spirit is going to come on people. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to tingle or feel anything, but what's going to happen is, is I'm going to pray and what's called a spirit of prophecy is going to come over this congregation. This congregation is going to be a congregation that prophesies accurately over people. Yeah? So I'm just going to pray right now. Just, just lift your hands up however you like receiving from God. Holy Spirit, 
Just let there be a spirit of prophecy that falls upon every person standing in this room. I just pray that every person standing in this room will hear the voice of the Father and will receive prophecies in an accurate way and know how to deliver them. Just receive that gift right now. Amen. Cool. We could go home now. Okay, so I, I'm just going to read some stuff from Scripture um, and then we're going to go from there and see where we end up. Okay. Um, so, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, we've been looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we've been focusing on one of the chapters before that, chapter 12, where it introduces them all. But 1 Corinthians 14 is quite a cool chapter because it unpacks practically how the gift of prophecy works. It does some stuff on tongues and that, but we did tongues last time. So I'm going to just jump around with some of the verses that hopefully Claire Light by Magic will put on the screen. Yeah? Okay, so 1 Corinthians 14, and I'm jumping around with some of the verses. It says here, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Verse 3, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church might be edified. Verse 12. So it is with you, since you're eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those who build those that build up the church. 23, verse 23 to 25. Verse 23 has disappeared from the Bible. There we are. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, and inquirers or unbelievers come in, so that's someone who isn't part of the church comes in. They will say that you're out of your mind. Yeah? You think you're a bit nuts if you're just gabbling away in tongues. Unless it was the sort of tongues that we heard from Dave Carr this week. And then that gets interesting. But, but, but if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying. Now listen to this. This is cool. One of my favourite verses. They're convicted of their sin and brought by judgment. The secrets of their heart are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship, exclaiming, God is really among you. That's what you guys all stood up to respond to earlier, by the way. That, that when people come into this congregation, they will know that God is here because of the accurate prophecies that are coming. Yeah? Because God will be speaking right into their hearts. And then verse 29 to 33. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what he said. And if a revelation comes to the, someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace as in all the congregations of the Lord.
There's loads there, and there is a second part to this talk, so don't worry. So just a little bit of a recap is we've been talking about these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about how, the, how they work and unpacking them a little bit. And last time we looked at, at receiving power for our mission. And we said that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are like the power tools to get our job done, to get, our, get the gospel preached, to get our mission of Hope Church out there. These are the power tools that God's given us. And prophecy is one of those power tools in our mission. It's not the only one. There are a whole load of others that we've started to look at, but prophecy is one of those. And I just want us just to think about our God for a moment. We don't have a distant God. We don't have some remote being that we kind of go through religious rituals before. But we have a God who wants us to know him, And not just about him by detached intellectual lectures from scripture. He wants to speak directly to us. And not only for us to know him, but know that he knows us. That's what that secret to the heart is. That's not about revealing all your, your rubbish in front of people. That's about God knowing those intimate desires and secrets of your heart. And he wants us to know that he knows us like that. And he just wants us to know that he knows us intimately. He wants us to know that he cares for us. He understands us. Does anyone here ever feel sometimes people don't understand me? I often feel like that, you know. I'm a bit weird and different and people don't understand me. You know, Jim hasn't a clue. But, it, but, you know, my father in heaven knows me. He knows me and he understands me. Yeah? And that's what him speaking to us is all about. Yeah, it's not about someone standing and doing some kind of performance or sharing sort of strange abstract things in front of people it's about a father speaking to his children yeah and I just want us to just earth where prophecy comes from really before we start going into some of the practical stuff and so if that's who our father is why then is prophecy important yeah and I actually think the prophecy is really, really important. Not because it's one I'm good at, but because when you look in the, in the scriptures, prophecy is everywhere. You know what I mean? So, some of the other stuff is less mentioned, but prophecy is everywhere. Whenever you look in the, about different gifts that God wants to give people, There are different lists of gifts in different parts of the scripture, aren't there? But the one that pops up all over the place is prophecy. In all sorts of contexts. So the scripture thinks it's important, yeah? And if it's not talking about prophecy as one of the gifts, it's talking about prophets or one who prophesies or whatever. It's talking about related things to prophecy. And it's in all the lists. It's listed, it's throughout scripture. 
And I just feel that that's because it's the heart of a father communicating with us, yeah? And it's almost like when, when it's talked about in the list that, that, that there are different descriptions of prophecy as well. And it feels like I'm jumping around a bit, but I'm going somewhere here with this, is that sometimes in those, those lists, it just talks about people spontaneously prophesying. You know, when you look also, and you look at things that happen in Scripture, it just says that, like, that like the Spirit fell on it and they prophesied. There's not much record of what was said. It's almost like a spontaneous thing that happened where the Father met with people, the Holy Spirit fell, and people prophesied. There's not much description. There's not much detail in that. But that's one expression of the way that the gift of prophecy works. Then it appears that there are then people who seem to have the gift upon them. In other words, they can prophesy. They have a gift of prophecy that the Father has given them and they can prophesy. Yeah? And then finally, it talks about prophets. And we're not talking here really about that at the moment, but just really when we started this talk, we talked about there being people gifts that serve, the people that serve in some capacity. And that's where that gift is used in, it as part of someone's people gift to serve. Right? But all of that whole spectrum can embrace all of us. Whether we have the way we serve is through that, whether we have the gift of prophecy or whether it's in a particular setting that spirit of God comes on us and we prophesy. So this is for all of us. And scripture actually says in the book that we're actually told to eagerly desire it. Yeah, That's an onus on us. Sometimes there can be a passively, well, if God wants to dollop that gift on me, that's fine. Okay? I mean, I'd love to have miraculous healing gifts, and I do desire them, but they haven't really been dolloped on me by the Holy Spirit. But prophecy is one of those gifts that, that God tells us to, come on, church, eagerly desire it. Eagerly means a passion, a zeal. Uh, this is important because it's relating to our Father being able to communicate. Yeah? Um, I mean, who here has ever heard a literal, audible voice of God just booming through speakers or something coming out externally? Anybody? Oh, you have, yes? One person. Yeah? But none of the rest of us have, have we? Yeah? So that means we need some other mechanism for hearing the voice of God, because that happens so rare. How many times have you heard that? Once. So it's not your daily experience, no? And, yeah, if a father God wants to be intimate with us, there's got to be some other mechanism that he communicates with us. And I just feel that's why it's so important. We're told to eagerly desire it. The other thing about the gift of prophecy is that alongside the gift of tongues that we spoke about last time, it is one of the keys to releasing the supernatural and opening the door to the other kind of gifts. You know, if the Spirit of God comes on and he says, I want to heal somebody of a bad back, yeah? That's a prophecy. That opens the door then to faith and the gift of healing, yeah? Does that make sense, everyone? So it's also a, a door-opening gift, yeah, um, and the other thing about 
the gift of prophecy, and this is a particular type and way that prophecy operates, is that prophecy can also have creative power to birth things in somebody. Yeah? Sometimes it's just a general encouragement, but sometimes there's a creativity in the word that causes something to be birthed. It says that Samuel, that none of the prophecy words that he felt did not come about. Yeah? So there are times when we, when we prophesy and it just causes something creative that wasn't visible, wasn't seen to actually, actually birth in someone's life. Yeah? And I, I, I just thought it would be cool to do a bit of that. Yeah? I just thought you know, it would be cool to do a bit, a bit of that this morning. Just, just birth some stuff, okay? So we're just going to have a little crack. How we do have time? Yeah, we're all right for now. Okay, so I'd like to start with Jim. Yeah, do you want to stand up, Jim? Yeah? Now, I've shared with you a few times about how God wants to use you in the supernatural, because that's what I felt. Yeah? I'm just going to start prophesying it creatively into you now, Jim. Okay? And this is what, this is what I believe that God says to you, that there shall be an increase of the supernatural in you. That when you return from your sabbatical, you will return full of power. Like it said when Jesus came back out of the desert, it said that he was filled with the spirit and power. And that is what will happen when you return from your sabbatical. The spirit of God will be upon you when you're in, in power. And that he's, he's, the way that it's going to work is, is that you're going to be one who plows fields. You're going to break up with the supernatural fallow ground, dry ground. You're going to go into congregations and you're going to break, break up and break open. Others are going to water. You are not going to be the waterer. You're not going to be the one, but you are going to be with the supernatural, the one who, who breaks up the ground. You're going to do it with the encounter congregation on a Sunday night. You're going to do it here. You're going to do it elsewhere. And, you're, and the supernatural is to accompany you. Realise that when you come back full of the power that you're equipped, that you can use those gifts to break open the supernatural. Is that okay? Yep. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel that God wants to really release something more in you, Jeff Steady. Every time I've been here, you've shared some pretty good prophecies, okay? But I just feel that God wants to now release something more in you now. Do you want to just stand up a sec? Is that okay? I just want to just prophesy over you, Jeff, that you shall be a prophetic father in this congregation and that you will increase in the accuracy of the prophecies that you bring. That the words that you bring will be words that will open the secrets of, of, of hearts and people will know that God is amongst this congregation. And I felt him actually saying to you, and I don't know whether this is right or not, okay, I just felt him say, it's time not just to be a visitor, in this congregation, but I saw you with your gift coming and just bringing it, almost like bringing it before the altar and bringing it before the leaders and say, I've come here to serve. I'm here to serve with what I've got for the rest of my days and I bring it before you. And I just feel that as you do that, there's going to be a greater measure of anointing that's going to come upon your prophecy. And when I heard you prophesy this morning, I just felt like God wants to say to you, time to get more detail. Time to get, time to go back to him when you see that stuff and say, who is it? Where are they sitting? 
What are the details? What is the stuff that's going to be broken up in their lives? And as you do that, there's going to be a great power come upon this congregation through that. Okay, Jeff? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we read in, in that scripture there, that prophecy is also a sign of the presence of God with us. I don't know whether... Um, You often hear people say, oh, God was really present there in that meeting. But often what they mean is is the musicians were brilliant and there was a nice feel. Yeah? How was God present? Well, it says here in Scripture that when words come that open people's hearts, that melt people's hearts, that set people free, like we were seeing at the encounter camp this week, then God is amongst you. Yeah? And I just, just pray for a release of that on this congregation here that this congregation will be known as a place where the secrets of hearts are revealed and that God, they will, people, visitors will come in. You're a congregation to attract visitors. And I just feel that the Spirit of God wants to just encourage those of you that are mature in hearing him, that you will push into him for words that are not just general vague words, but are words that set people free. And so, what is prophecy then? Well, I've come up with my own definition. That's why it's got my name by it on the thing. It isn't there. So anyway, is it coming? Yeah. That's my own definition. So that's not necessarily theologically correct. That was just me thinking, what do I feel that prophecy is? Someone said to me, what is prophecy? And I actually think this is what it is. I feel that it's something that's revealed by the Holy Spirit to somebody. So it's not something... The, the, that you necessarily know yourself. It's not just something that you generally want to encourage somebody with. Okay? So, you know, many of us know things about one another here and might want to encourage one another with them. That would be encouragement. That would be great to do. That, but that isn't revealed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? So it's something that's revealed means it was hidden and it's now seen. So the Holy Spirit in some way has revealed it to somebody and then it's communicated Two other people. Okay? That's my definition of prophecy. It might not be totally accurate, but I feel that's what prophecy means to me. And that's what I encourage you to, to, to do with it. Because sometimes people can be quite woolly with stuff. Not every contribution that people make is a prophecy. It doesn't mean it's not valid. You know, the worship people were making a contribution, but they weren't prophesying, they were making a good contribution. You know, people were hosting the meeting, people share things, people read scriptures. They're all contributions, but they're not prophecies. Prophecies are something that's revealed by the Spirit, yeah, and communicated to people. So therefore, there needs to be those two elements to it. There needs to be something revealed, and there needs to be something communicated. And sometimes those things can get all a little bit muddled up sometimes and either the revelation is good but the communication doesn't come across well or is in the wrong setting or sometimes the revelation's all a little bit woolly and vague and therefore that mess- then therefore the communication doesn't work yeah so here are some characteristics that that I see from scripture that prophecy has it is primarily a seeing and perceiving gift. We're going to talk about seeing in a minute if we've got time. Alongside the distinguishing on discernment of spirits, which we were talking about in the first congregation. So it's primarily about seeing something. It involves some kind of revelation. I am seeing something that was hidden or unknown. It isn't just a general contribution. Yeah? 
it demonstrates the presence of God amongst us. There's got to be some kind of anointing of God amongst it. Sometimes things are shared, but there doesn't seem to be the presence of God on it. I don't know, that's a little bugbear with me, and I, I trust that when I share sometimes, I want to know that the Spirit of God's on me when I share it, because I think that's really important, that there's that two-part, the revelation and the Spirit of God on you when you share it. It can involve revealing the secrets of hearts. You know, what's your, what's your desire? What's your heart? can involve the future. doesn't have to, but sometimes stuff does, you know. Let's not be freaked by it. We just need to do it in the right context with the right way. Yeah? But it should edify, build up and encourage. Yeah? If it judges and condemns and puts people down... I don't think the source of that's the Spirit of God or the communication has got, got muddled up. You know, you can get a revelation from God, yeah, but you can communicate it in a way that doesn't edify, encourage and build up. Yeah? So that makes sense? Yeah? I mean, I could have said to Jim, you unbelieving person, why are you not stepping out in the miraculous gifts that God's already given you and if you don't, he's not... You know, that... that I'm not... I believe that's right. But do you know what I mean? You could actually have that revelation and communicate it because your own heart and your own way. Because the chapter that we didn't read is a chapter about love. And it says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts and you do it this way, you do it with love. That's what, that's what 1 Corinthians 13 is about. It's about how you use the gifts. It isn't necessarily just a, it's not a wedding chapter. It's about using the gifts of the Spirit, but using them with love. Yeah? Using them for building people up, edifying yeah? And it speaks to people. It's not woolly and up there in the air. It needs to land. The communication and the way we do it is actually really quite important. I know there are people that get revelation, don't quite know how to communicate it. And I encourage you, just get some help with that because it says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. The way we communicate it is in, in our hands. So do think about that. You know, sometimes people, you know, the, it, it, you know, the notices are coming on, the kids are all about to go out, and somebody chirps up with some prophecy. Maybe just hold it for next week. Do you know what I mean? Because it can get lost in all the, the morass, yeah? It doesn't speak to people. And my next point is that prophecy, and this is what I've got the chairs out for, is about partnership and working in relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I just want someone to be the Holy Spirit. Who'd like to be the Holy Spirit for me? (laughs) Come on, Josephine, you can be the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to do is sit there and you're the Holy Spirit, right? And you're wanting to communicate the heart of God to me. You're wanting to minister to me. Now, if I'm over here, right, trying to stir up my prophecy gift, I'm miles away from you. Do you know what I mean? It comes primarily from sitting down here and relating to and learning how to dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Now, that might work differently for different people. For me, it means going on my own. For Jim, it means being surrounded by loads of people. But it's, it, it's that partnership with the Holy Spirit. And what it is, is, just, is, is that that... Working in relationships. So also, 
The Holy Spirit is communicating, dialoguing. There's Josephine, she's the Holy Spirit talking to me here. And I'm dialoguing with Josephine. But what I share is actually under my control. Josephine has been sharing it with me, but it doesn't mean that I'm then a ventriloquist dummy with the Holy Spirit behind just spouting stuff out. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's under my control. And it's not just communicating our feelings or intuitions or good ideas. Yeah? Quite often, yeah, people say, oh, I feel God said this to me. I feel God said to me. You know what I mean? You just think, no, it's, that's just, it's a nice idea, but it's not dialogue in the Holy Spirit. That's just you. Sometimes, I, I mean, one thing that's really, really sad a number of years ago, there was this couple that I knew in the church I was in. They used to lead the youth, and they were always saying, oh, God said this, God said that to me. And I remember sitting there saying to them, so, so how does God speak to you then? Oh, we just think anything that we feel is what God says. So we feel it. We will say it, because that's how God speaks, doesn't he? And these will lead in the youth. I was thinking, what? Do you know what I mean? And the next thing, the sad thing was, is that they both, that, you know, that one of them felt like they ought to have a relationship with someone who wasn't their husband, you know, and then they, they felt that they needed to do, you know, and, and it was really, really sad, because they're incredibly gifted people. You know, so we so not. So what I describe it as, so if you could stand up, Josephine. Can you just put my hand, your hand on my shoulder? I just dis- describe, I just think of the, that the Holy Spirit works with us. A little bit like we have that relationship with him. And then it's like having the hand of the Lord on our shoulder when we speak. That's how prophecy works. Yeah? So we've had that relationship with him. And it's like he's standing there. I'm doing the talking under my control. But his hand is there upon me like that. My character, personality, style, everything is in my control. But the Holy Spirit is there. And if he's not, and he's remote, then it just comes out all wrong. So you can sit down. Thank you. So is that okay for everybody, what I'm trying to say there? And that's part of what it's like. Sometimes we think that there are kind of tricks and techniques and things like that to prophesy and hear from God. No, it's just relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? That's what it is. And then it's communicating with under his, under his anointing, under his spirit. Yeah? And the way it can work is it can be spoken. It can be sung. You know, I might have the gift of prophecy, but if I try singing it, then the anointing of the spirit is not going to be on it at all, I can assure you. It can be acted. Yeah? You know, even some, you know, sometimes just demonstrating stuff sometimes. You know, you know just doing stuff like that. Written down. No reason why you can't prophesy through your writing, John. Yeah? It can be written down. A load of scriptures, stuff in the scriptures is prophecy written down. It could be drawn. You know, sometimes I could look at the National Gallery in London, there's some of these people there who are expressing their worship to Jesus from the 1300s or whatever, you know, you know not modern style, but you can sense the spirit on some of it. And how are we doing for time? Okay. Um, so quickly then, moving on, I want to just look at just how we receive prophecies and then we do some application, okay? Um, so one of my favourites is Jeremiah, because this is kind of how I get it. Now, other people might get their prophecies differently. I can only talk about how the Holy Spirit works with me, okay? And Jeremiah 
is, is the one. Now he, in chapter 1, he was a trainee prophet. He hadn't really done it up until that point. And this is what happened. Jeremiah 11, sorry, Jeremiah 1, verse 11 to 14. Listen to this. This is a prophet learning to prophesy. This is, this is why I like this. It says, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? He said, I see a branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you've seen correctly, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot of boiling water, he answered, that's tilting from the north. And then he goes on to give a very accurate prophecy about stuff that was going to happen. What do you see? And that's the question that asks us that prophecy works from revelation, something that you've seen. Okay? Now that seeing can be a physical picture, can be an impression in your mind, it can be a sense, it can be a feeling, but there's something. What is it that you see? That's just how it works with me. What do I see? I feel the prompting of the Spirit. What do I see? Jeremiah, he just saw an almond branch. Yeah, okay, cool. What does that mean? Right? And I think that's where a lot of us stop. Yeah? Come to the front. I see an almond branch. Go and sit back down again. Everyone's like, you what? Right? But it's, okay, that's good. You've, you've seen that right. Now what do you do with it? Okay? What does that mean? And he went back to the Holy Spirit and the Lord said to him, that's what it means. And they said, oh, what do I see now? I see a pot. Now, I don't know whether how he saw that almond branch. Was he looked, sitting there in front of a tree and there was the tree um, and he saw that? Or did he get an impression in his mind of one? Or did he have a massive vision of one? Who knows? doesn't matter because that's kind of how you do it. So my question to you guys is, what do you see? Do you, do you ever stop sometimes and just let... The Holy Spirit just, what do you see? What do you see? And then the next thing is, he says, seeing correctly. He says, the Lord said to him, yeah, you've seen that correctly. Because we see all sorts of rubbish as well, don't we? But it's, it, 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 it's learned to do that. And prophecy comes out of that. Simple as that and as complicated as that. But it goes back to that relationship with the Holy Spirit. What is it that you see? So, what have I seen this morning, sitting here? I'm going to dialogue you through how some prophecies came, okay, this morning, okay? So, I saw the Nag family, okay? I looked at you and I thought, oh, Holy Spirit, whoa, God wants to say something, okay? So that's what I saw. I'm just going to take you through how, how it comes. What do you saw? I don't know what I see. Then I saw your name, Nag. And I just felt the Spirit of God saying about... Nag's head, like a pub. Okay? Um, this is not how I would normally deliver a prophecy, by the way. Normally I'll just bring the prophecy, but I'm just taking you through the, the process. Nag's head, like a pub. Okay, so what do I see accurately? I just felt the Spirit of God saying, It's time for you to open your home up. Your home is to be like the Nag's head, a place where come, people come for refreshing and food. It's time for your home to be opened up again, because at the moment the Nag's head is closed. You know, no one knows when it's open, but I just believe God says to you, bring it in and people are going to get healed of emotional stuff in your home. People's, you know, the broken, the healing are going to come in your home, into the nag's head, and they're going to get healed and touched. I believe that's what God wants to say to you. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's what I saw, nag's head, okay? And then I saw someone else. I saw you, Jane. 
Yeah, yeah. I saw you, Jane. And this is what I saw. I saw your desire to prophesy. Is that you okay? You got desire to prophesy. Okay. Okay, I'll carry on. If it, uh, and this is what I saw. I saw like a, a, a sieve and a filter above your head. Okay? And the, the filter and sieve was being shaken. Yeah? And the good grain was falling through. You know how they filter grain and wheat and they separate it out and they get good wheat then comes through. Okay? And I felt that what God says is that at the moment there isn't a filter there and all this stuff's coming in and you're not sure what to do with it. And I just feel that what he says is that I saw people holding the filter and helping you with the filter. And I feel that God wants to say to you that if you want to bring some accurate prophecies, Jane, he loves your desire for that. Get some, get some help with the, with the filtering of the wheat and you'll bring some good stuff that will really encourage people. Because some of what you're seeing is really, really good. And some of what you're seeing is just all a bit, bit not quite filtered. Yeah? Is that okay? That's an encouraging word, by the way. You look like you're discouraged by it, but I was actually... <laughs> um, so, application. Where are we going with this? Because it's time, nearly time the kids think I'll come for a minute. I'll suddenly get a big, big descend. Is eagerly desire to prophesy. Yeah? That, that eager desire to be there. Receive prayer for the gift of prophecy. Go to, go to it. We prayed for everyone this morning. We've done that already. But just receive what was, what was imparted this morning. Spend time dialoguing with the Holy Spirit. There's no shortcut for that. Someone once said to me, how is it you get all those prophecies? I just said, it's just a lifetime, really. You know, it, it's... it's how, how do I get to know my wife, Kyla, by talking to her and spending time with her? Yeah? Do that. Don't, time is important. Yeah? Then, what do you see? Okay, start looking at what you see, what impressions are coming. What do you see? And then seek support to get some accuracy with that. Yeah? Because it takes a lot of courage to come and share something, but if it's then all... Woolly in doesn't make a lot of sense. That's so discouraging. You know what I mean, both for the people hearing it don't really understand what, what it's all about. The people leading the meeting don't really know what to do with it and just carry on and it just falls flat. Do you know what I mean? And then you feel discouraged and don't share anything. But God wants to speak. God wants this congregation to have a spirit of prophecy upon it. Yeah, so work with some of the leaders here to just bring good stuff. And I encourage you leaders... Help people filter the stuff when they come forward rather than just letting people straight on. Help them bring some good stuff. You know, they say, I'll see an almond tree. So, okay, so what's God saying about going through that? Do you know what I mean? Actually help them. So when they bring something, it's really under the anointing of the Spirit and really helps people, yeah? And if, the, if our God is a speaking God, then many of us here will be seeing stuff. But what will happen is, is our, our Western rational culture will just dismiss it because we don't tend to operate in that arena. I found the more that I find what I'm seeing, the more I'm finding the Holy Spirit just is, is speaking and seeing, seeing stuff. Yeah. So we've come into land now because it's 25-2. Um, it would have been great to do some prophesying over people. But I think, let, let you guys in this congregation go out now and prophesy. Yeah?